Welcome to The Vital Point. I'm your host, Jonathan Schechter. If you're interested in different methods and ways to transform your life, like plant medicines and psychedelics, breathwork, meditation, somatic practices, cold exposure, and so many more that we've talked about on this show, then my friends, you are in the right place. This podcast is not just for practitioners. It's also for you if you're new to transformational work and you're looking for more information and direction. The reason I chose the name The Vital Point is to highlight the most important secret to actually changing your life, regardless of the method or modality that interests you. Are you ready to hear it? The vital point is that you have to practice. You can't just listen or read about transformation. And most of the time, you're not going to have some sort of one-time life-changing event. Real transformation is a process. I started this podcast to spotlight incredible leaders and practitioners who have experienced their own transformation and have been called to share their passion and mission with others so that you can benefit as well. If you're new to this type of work, welcome. I'm your host, Jonathan Schechter. I'm an integration and transformation coach, breathwork facilitator, been meditating for 19 years, and recently began teaching mindfulness. Breathwork and a lot of the other modalities and resources I talk about on this show are tools that I discovered when I was at my lowest, going through my own transformational journey. I know how much change they can actually bring because I've experienced it myself. I've experienced the transformation that comes from working, practicing, and integrating these experiences, these practices. My intention is not only to entertain, but that something that you hear on this podcast sparks the fire of your own change. When you do feel called to learn more, please send me or the guests a message. We are all here to grow together and support each other. And I hope you enjoy today's episode of the show. Journaling is one of the most powerful ways to integrate your work with psychedelics and really any change that you're trying to make in your life. I recently found this out for myself on a retreat um, during a journaling activity, some strong energy from a journey that I had over a year ago came up and has been calling me to write more so that I can unpack it and really figure out what to do with it. My guest on this episode of the podcast is no stranger to this practice. In fact, she was moved to create a company that makes journals for inner exploration. Jenny Dion of Wakeful Travel is the creator of two amazing integration journals, one focused on specific psychedelic journeys and another on a microdosing protocol. These journals are really cool, incorporating art therapy, preparation, and more that Jenny gets into during the interview. We also talk about uh, working with challenging experiences, the power of intention and consistency in your practice, different integration ideas in addition to journaling, the magic of 5-MEO, set and setting recommendations, and future psychedelic journals that Jenny has in the works. 
So hope you enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Vital Point. I'm your host, Jonathan Schechter. So glad to have you here. Just give me a second to get my guest for today. Just take a second as usual. Sure. Bearing with me. Hope you're having a wonderful day wherever you're at. Hey there. Oh. <laughs> Hi. All right. Hi. So, all right. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> awesome. So welcome to another episode of the Vital Point Podcast, podcast all about different transformational practices from breath work to meditation to psychedelics and integration. My guest today is Jenny Dion. She is the psychedelic journal creator with Wakeful Travel and also head of creative partnerships at Third Wave. Any, anything else you want to add to that, Jenny? No, I think, that, I think that's it. I'm doing a lot of things in the psychedelic space. Um, oh, maybe I'm also volunteering with MAPS Canada and awesome. um, Microdose uh, HQ. They just... Um, announced that they chose me for the head, the chapter head in Vancouver, which is exciting. So I'll be putting on events um, in the city. Awesome. Congratulations on that. Microdose X. Yeah. Thank you. That's very cool. So let's start with um, just like how, how did you get here? Tell us a little bit about your journey. Yeah. Yeah. I never know how far to go back with these kind of things, but um I think um, my, my experiences with psychedelics started um, when I was in my early 20s. I mean, recreationally, I think, as many uh, of the stories go, and really started working intentionally with them after I had a um, very profound um, LSD experience when I was camping in the Rocky Mountains. Um, after that experience, I uh, ended up, you know, just getting a lot of downloads and insights, and I ended up moving to a magical little ski town, and I got a job working for a platform called Retreat Guru, and so I was working in content marketing for that platform and quickly started working uh, with medicine um sitting with the team and the co-founders um we were drinking ayahuasca together we went to peru together as a team and lived in community for six weeks and um, it was a very interesting and unique experience that i'm forever grateful for because i really grew as a person through my job and i never thought that that could be even uh, a possibility and so um yeah, uh, the pandemic uh, came and I had been working uh, probably for a year and a half on a mindful travel journal because travel has had been tr so transformative in my life. And I was ready to launch on Kickstarter. I had gotten home from four months away in South and Central America. And <clears throat> Uh, yeah, the pandemic hit, I lost my job, and I was about to launch a travel journal in the middle of a pandemic. And uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, oh. 
interrupt you for a sec. I decided to um, to pivot and I created a psychedelic integration journal because I still wanted to help people um, at a time where it felt like we were very disconnected and um, needed, you know, these these tools to kind of support our journey. And so, yeah, I um, I launched on Kickstarter in November uh, last year and raised over $15,000, had over, um, th uh, I think, three hundred no, 155 backers and sold over 300 journals. And now um, with the microdosing journal and the integration journal, those will be here um, at the end of July, maybe early August. So I'm really excited to be providing these tools of transformation to the people that need it and offer, you know, accessible um, tools that can help help reflect our wisdom back towards us um, when we work with these medicines. Awesome. Yeah, that's a really cool story. And I was I was curious about that myself, because when we met, like, I think before, maybe it was before the pandemic, I think, or right, right before that, you know, you and I was, we were talking about what we're doing and you were working on your travel journal. And so I was really excited when I started to see you post about like, oh, I'm developing this integration journal. And, you know, I was just really curious about that. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, how did, how did you go from one to the other? So that totally makes sense. I mean, it's a little bit difficult to travel uh, mm. within the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. Um but good for you for like continuing to just manifest, um, you know, your, your passions and where you feel you can be of service to people as well. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been a journey, but like now I, I see it as a blessing and I wouldn't have it any other way because I'm, yeah, super stoked on the direction that this all um, took me. And yeah, so thanks. <laughs> hmm. yeah. So so tell us a little bit about um, the journals. Um, mm -hmm. So you have one that's focused on specifically on like, like a single journey or like a single dose. Is that what it is? Or right. tell us, yeah. I guess tell, you could tell me more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's, um, there's, there are three journals. So the first one's the original journal, which is for external travel. And that's, um, the one that you were saying is, yeah, just it has 12 different trips and trips, I mean, adventures, not actual psychedelic experiences. So that's for more so backpacking and worldwide or, you know, staycations. And then the next journal I created was the Wakeful Integration Journal. And that one is for um, macrodose experiences. And there's actually um, four journeys in there. So there's one longer experience, which would be maybe for like more of a retreat or somewhere where you're going to travel um, a bit further. So it pulls in some of the travel templates in there, like packing lists and whatnot. And then there are three um, shorter experiences. So that could be one to four night experiences, a weekend, you know, um, retreat or um, a, one or two ceremonies um, like that. And then there's the um, microdosing journal. So that one is across a six week protocol and it really, you tune into um, where you would like to go and who you would like to be. And there's like a lot of envisioning practices and then just reflecting every morning, you have like a, a couple pages to mm. um, 
they'll have different prompts and then in the evening you can go back to your journal and so it's really like I see microdosing and journaling both of as practices so it's really you know helping you develop that practice helping you tune into your thoughts and your patterns and um making those like like small micro changes to make ultimately like lasting change in your life yeah so just to back up for one second just in case people are like new to some of the the terms that we're using how would you describe um integration and psychedelic integration yeah so for me integration is taking the lessons or the insights that you learned in a psychedelic experience or through a microdosing protocol and then actually taking steps to make lasting change in your life so you know lots of times you'll have this experience and then you're like okay I don't really know what to do with that like I know I'm meant to like be out in nature and to journal and to you know maybe have a coach or somebody to talk to our community um all of those it's like taking those action steps to then really make the changes that you know you you ultimately want to do and so um without integration you might not see the change and you might go into another ceremony and then um be presented with the exact same lesson or you know same with things that happen in our life you might go through the patterns and the cycles continuously until you break that um and so that's what i think integration uh, means to me <laughs> awesome yeah and so you mentioned like having a practice you know some sort of intention that you're intentional action that you're doing with um with the journaling and that's like a really powerful way of creating change in a lot of different areas of your life, right? Not just with psychedelic work, but like you said, um, without, without intentional action, without like making some effort to really work on processing and trying to figure out what these messages and these downloads that we receive when we're in uh, such an expanded state of consciousness, um, yeah. you know, without, without sort of looking deeper at that, um, we, we lose a lot of it, you know, it's all, we can forget a lot of those things. And that too. Yeah. For sure. Especially yeah. those experience. Right. Yeah. I think like the more, like the more cosmic or the more, uh, the bigger the experience, you know, that's, mm -hmm. that's always what I say. Like the, the bigger the experience, the more time we actually have to spend integrating it because it is something that's, um, not, close to where we're at necessarily you know when we have these like bigger visions or downloads sometimes that's why they're so they're so intense is like whoa this is there's so much here to unpack yeah and you know so it sounds like by using the journaling process you're able to systematically unpack it and continue to work um <laughs> work on it in a you know in a really healthy way yeah, yeah, it really does act as a reminder, you know, to, you can continue to go back and it's almost like an accountability buddy, but you're your own, you're your medicine, right? So hmm. you're getting these downloads from ultimately your higher self and the medicine working with you. And then you're reflecting that onto paper and can be a mirror back towards you, reminding you to, 
you know, continue on this process to track your progress to um, remember and tune in and like, yeah, remember your wholeness. Um, so that's kind of, yeah, that's, that's how I see it. And um, it just helps to bring your awareness further so that you can continue growing. And this path is always, you know, we're always learning, we're always healing. So, yeah. Yeah. And I love that. Like, um, you know, within like the context of, of Buddhism, and I, I don't mean that in like a religious way. Um, I don't really believe that Buddhism is a, is a religion as much as it is like a sort of a framework and a protocol that you can follow for certain things. And within Buddhism, um, like say when you sit down to meditate or you do something altruistic, um, there, it's not enough to just do that thing. There's actually like three things that you're supposed to do. The first one is setting an intention. So you're like bringing your, your energy and your focus to like, okay, this is what I want to do and this is why I'm doing it. And then mm -hmm. there's the actual action itself. And then at the end of the action, you dedicate like whatever energy, you know, and whatever good karma, let's say you accumulated with that action towards your intention. So you're like kind of bringing that intention full circle. And it sounds yeah. like, it sounds like the journaling process within psychedelic work is really like really completing that circuit as well. Because like you said, you're, you're being accountable to yourself. You're bringing that work and that intention that you sat with and that you had for your actual medicine work itself, like back into your daily life again and again um, through a process and continuing to like develop it. Yeah. So I really like that. Exactly. I like the way that you described that. And I think that with people that come in and are new to journeying, um, it can be like there's a lot of information on the internet and it can be confusing on what you're supposed to and what you're mm. not supposed to do. And, and um, without like actual structure and having a guide, you can be left like very confused and actually it can be harmful. It can be harmful if you're not um, properly integrating because you're kind of just like you're opening this portal and um, yeah, you, you might not be able, you might not be able to um, process properly. So yeah, I always recommend like, it's not just the journal, it's all these other pieces and support and talking about it and um, just being uh, sure that you are in a, a very safe container and yeah, always setting an attention and preparing and the whole experience and the whole journey is so important. It's not just about taking the medicine. Yeah. Like you said. Yeah. So that's what kind of separates a recreational experience from one that's more intentional, like where you, are going in with a with a specific something in mind, you know, something that you want to learn or something that you want to work on. Uh, maybe it's a bad habit that you're trying to kind of work with, or like a memory or traumas. Um, so yeah. Um, so I wonder if you could like maybe speak a little bit more about that integration. Like in addition to the journaling, what are some other practices that you would recommend or that are like say if somebody's really new to this kind of work like what kind of things should they be doing in addition to the journal yeah um i don't think there's like a one size fits all i think i always recommend for people to do what they enjoy so like 
don't force yourself to meditate if you absolutely hate meditating. Um, I love connecting to nature and I do that in a way that's pretty active. And so I was snowboarding in the winter or, you know, yeah, like going touring or now it's mountain biking. That's my way to get outside first thing in the morning and connect to nature or going for a run in through the forest, you know, so there's all different types. Um, but or yoga as well. Like I love hot yoga because I feel like I'm just like only concentrating on the movement and the release of the um, process. Sorry, my phone is <laughs> saying it's on 20%. Um, and so yeah, like I said, like, don't do anything that it feels like you're forcing it do something that you enjoy and can find meditate like meditative or like um, running or walking or even going for a bike ride or some people go surfing and that's their form of meditation so um, I think it's it, you can do color therapy like for example there's lots of color therapy pages um, in the in the journal too and that is kind of you know therapeutic for some people so artwork, whatever it is, um, just be sure that it's like something that you're passionate about and it helps your thoughts flow through and it's not like super stressful or like intimidating um, right off the bat because that's definitely not what you want when you're um, having, you're, you're processing all of this, all of the downloads and, and whatever insights came up. So for me, yeah. Those are my, that's kind of my thoughts on, um, on that, but everyone's different, right? So. Yeah, I really like that you included um, the, the color therapy pages in your journal, because like, for, um, like for me as a breathwork facilitator, um, I know like it's part of the holotropic breathwork protocol that after you breathe, you, everybody does mandala drawings together. And oftentimes, like um, people that are regular practitioners of holotropic breathwork will like save their mandalas and they kind of look at it as like a timeline or they can kind of see different patterns, see different, um, you know, different color uses. It's like it's looking at a journey in a different, like a nonverbal way, you know, and um, yeah. when when I was doing um, my, you know, breathwork uh, facilitator training, it was something that was like recommended to us of like do art as a way to integrate. And I've never considered myself like in terms of drawing or painting or sculpting or anything like that, like a very good artist. But mm. I really, I really found like the process to be um, really insightful because like it takes it take it took me out of that thinking mind of like oh i need to like figure out you know i just had this really expansive experience that basically yeah. is like as like a psychedelic but instead of sitting there and trying to like figure it out it took it put me into like that other side of the brain where i was kind of in this flow state and then all of a sudden like insights would pop up where i would remember things that happened you know during my journey and um, so, yeah, I always recommend like art as this wonderful tool for integration that sometimes I feel like is overlooked. So I really appreciate that you uh, included that in the in the journals. Totally. Yeah. And and to like 
if if that doesn't resonate with people, then it's still just beautiful to look at. It's still there and it weaves in, um, you know, the sustainability piece of the medicines, like the, the artwork in it is certainly just part of um, the the whole brand. And um, yeah, I, I love that you were just like, I am not an artist, but I'm just gonna go, go for it. <laughs> challenge and as long as you're not like attached to it being perfect and like seeing it it as like an exploratory and fun you know way then then that's amazing yeah and and there's something there's something really valuable to having that that outlook that you just that you just mentioned you know of like i don't have to be attached to this it doesn't have to be perfect i can just i can have fun i can play i can be open and yeah. I don't know about you, like that's something definitely that I feel like I've gotten out of my psychedelic work is like, do more of that, you know, like have more fun. Don't be so serious. Yeah. Like this isn't like, we're not here to like seriously stress out about life. Like this is kind of a game, you know? And yeah, there's serious parts of it sometimes, but like the more that you can have that like playful attitude, I think um, yeah. the, the better, the better your life is going to be. For sure. I'm just going to go off video one sec because I apparently lost my charger. So I'm going to go off video, but I will speak to that. Um, so I, um, <laughs> I've been, I'm going down to Mexico uh, in a few, like a week and a half. And I've been learning more about 5-MeO-DMT. And mm. with that, you know, most, some people that, that experience it are saying that they, um, sometimes they go up into the cosmos and they come out of it just like laughing <laughs> so loudly because they're wondering um, why they could ever worry about some like all the things they worry in their life. They're just like, mm -hmm. I don't know. Because it, we're so the world is so big and we're just like this blip of time and it yeah. really that insight to be like, why are we so stressed out all the time? Like we should be having fun. We should be actually enjoying and experiencing um, life. And so that's why oftentimes people are like, this is so ridiculous. Like I love my life. Why have I been worrying? And I think that that's so beautiful um, that they can bring that new perspective, that psychedelics can bring that new perspective. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I can definitely relate to that. And then I think just to sort of close that circle, to me, it's one of the reasons that integration is so important because when, when we have those type of experiences and we do get so expansive and we can see like so much of a bigger picture than we're like kind of used to seeing in our narrow human perspective, um, without any kind of integration, eventually like whatever you were doing before that journey in terms yeah. of your habits, in terms of your mental formations, in terms of your um, neuroses and, um, you know, just your life in general will start to come back. And mm -hmm. sometimes that can be really frustrating too, because it's like, wait a minute, I want to go back to that, like that expansiveness. I want to like, I don't want to forget about how life is so beautiful and like how I can enjoy it and, you know, just, and play more. Like, why am I getting sucked back into, you know, this sort of negative or like the stuff that I have to work on the human parts. And 
So it's, and I've seen that, I've seen that in myself. I've seen that in clients that I've worked with. I've seen that in friends. And Mm -hmm. that can be so frustrating to like, be sort of like, I call it like the love and light trap, you know, like you're like, oh my God, everything's so great. And then you're like, oh, but it's gonna, at some point you have to come be, be a human too. Like, um, and Mm -hmm. so there you go, integrating the, both of those parts together and like without integration, it can be really frustrating Mm because eventually like you're going to have a negative thought again, or your mom's going to call you and you're going to get angry about it, or someone's going to cut you off in traffic or, 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 you know, so, you know, that, that to me is like one of the reasons that integration is, is such an important thing to, to practice so that we can really have those things be aligned and a part of our life. Cause you're right. Like, 5-MEO for sure is definitely one that's like it it pulls the veil away in a very unique way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm uh, intrigued that you said that like I've, I, all of my, my ceremonies have been, um, there's always a challenging aspect to it and it's never always light. Right. For me anyway. Mm-hmm. I think that that's like just such a fresh reminder of like how powerful nature can be and how, um, yeah, how bad and horrible loss can be and the pain and the hurt in the world. But there's also, you know, just the beauty and the enjoyment and the pleasure that we all seek. So I think that um, just knowing that we can't stay and it's not it's not healthy to always be staying in the blissful um, and we can bring the bliss from those experiences and make like positive change and like also have control on what we're surrounding ourselves with. Like that's one thing that I really tune into after ceremony is like I don't watch the news. I um, only spend time with people that, you know, are lighting me up and, and, and feeding my energy and not draining my energy. So just like reminders to, yeah, continue uh, the path of alignment, really. Mm, I like that. The path of alignment. It's a good reminder. What would you say is like your ideal set and setting for doing intentional work? Yeah, so it depends on the medicine. Um, if I'm solo journeying at home, which I don't recommend everyone do, <laughs> Uh, unless you have experience, but um, I have about 75 houseplants. You can probably like see a bunch of them <laughs> around me. Um, so I like to bring a lot more plants into my room. And like, so I like, I'm kind of surrounded in a jungle. Um, and I always make sure to, you know, um, eat clean, a clean diet before. And I will run like a bath before and just like calm my nervous system um i like candles and incense and um yeah i think uh always having a good playlist on spotify i'm in the middle of curating a bunch of different um playlists that i can i can send over to you too if if that's something your audience would be interested in i have like a yoga playlist and some medicine playlist um but yeah, just making sure that you feel safe in your safe and super comfortable. So like lots of pillows, 
lots of blankets, um, making sure that you have water accessible, like all things that you need um, beside you, um, making sure that you measure your medicine for sure, and not just being like, I'm just going to grab a handful. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know some people that do that, and I'm like, oh, God, that would be like my worst nightmare. Um, and yeah, just uh, the music, the music and being comfortable is, is the are the biggest things for me. And being sure that like I tell someone as well, if I'm by myself, I'll make mm. sure that um, like let someone know that they'll be hearing from me at this time. It's just kind of like when you're going out in the backcountry, like you want to make sure that if anything happens, you do have someone that knows what's going on and um, yeah, can reach out to. Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's a great tip, you know, just like, and I love the analogy that you use, like just when you just like when you go out exploring outside and you're not mm -hmm. around somebody you gotta let them know like hey this is where i'm going mm -hmm. and check in with me if i'm not back by this time <laughs> yeah. so inner inner exploration is no different mm -hmm. yeah and then in terms of like a, a ceremony like things to bring i always bring my journal because i like to write a lot when i'm on medicine even if my writing looks like i'm in grade five i don't care um <laughs> I always bring an eye mask, um, some essential oils, a couple like crystals that are special to me, um, and blankets, pillows, and a comfortable mattress always. Like yoga mats, I can't do. If I'm not comfortable, I like am in my head too much. And so, uh, yeah, it, 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 most people that know me know that I'm like a sleep snob. So just like I'm a sleep snob with like my blackout curtains and my uh, pillow top mattress, I go to ceremony with like a whole giant bag of things to make sure that I'm max comfort and layers too. Cause you're like either you can get hot and cold as well. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate to the sleep thing. Like after my first ayahuasca ceremony where I was like on a yoga mat, I was like, what are those things that you guys have? Like the trifold, <laughs> like, pads and i like went and bought one the next day <laughs> i was like oh this is not happening ever again yeah and that's the thing it's so like hard to know when you're first starting out like what you should actually bring and so that's why i have included in the journal a ceremony packing list um and then yeah just an experience packing list because yeah it's, it varies like ayahuasca might be different um you might bring a few different things than say a mushroom ceremony so yeah right, right. <laughs> I was wondering if you would mind sharing something from your experience, like that you're working on and like how you're, how you're integrating that. Mm, yeah. I'm, I'm constantly working on, I would say, um, you know, the relationship with my childhood. I think we all are. I think mm -hmm. we're all just, you know, <laughs> uh, kind of mature little children running around here and we're all, carrying our trauma um with us and so having a better relationship with that um my parents divorced when i was really young and we moved around a lot and um that definitely had an effect on me it wasn't like an easy um breakup with them and so i kind of felt like i was in the middle and um yeah just not really understanding what was happening and i think that like definitely fed into some of the anxiety I had um yeah afterward and for me 
I wouldn't say I've ever had like a really strong, powerful, like miracle happen to me in ceremony. So with ayahuasca, I've sat several times now and they've all been very physical usually. Um, and afterward, it, it'll take, you know, a few months of integrating, but um, I just feel like there's a weight lifted off and I have yeah, less, I'm less bitter about where I come from. I, you know, I, I accept what happened. I'm not so angry, you know, there's, it's just like my, my general anxiety is, is, is way better than uh, a few years ago. Um, and so, yeah, that would be, that would be kind of what I'm integrating and, and working on always. And, um, and now with Mexico, um, I'm going down to work because it's a somatic release oftentimes, very strong one. And um, I'm choosing to work with that medicine because uh, I've been struggling with a health condition that no doctor or practitioner knows what it is. So I'm like going everywhere out possible to explore and see um, what works. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for, for sharing that. And I hope you find some answers in Thank Mexico. You. Yeah. Is it your first time working with 5MEO? Uh-huh. Oh, that, that's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> the first yeah. time is, I, for me at least, the first time with that medicine is is the best. I don't know. Like, there's nothing like the first time with it. Yeah. Um, yeah I, think that's, you, I think it's probably similar to, like, LSD. Like, everyone says the first experience with L is, um, you know, there's never going to be another time like it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, mm. I'm guessing it's going to be similar. For me, like that medicine is, um, you get a practice, like it's, it's like getting a practice with dying. You know, like if you, if you don't take any medicine ever in your life, and, you know, most people don't have near-death experiences, so like you only really have like one shot at something that we're all going to do. And mm -hmm. we could, we could have like a whole other podcast, right. About like what happens after you, you die. Um, yeah. Obviously that's up to a lot of interpretation, but the fact is, is that we're all going to experience that. Mm -hmm. And like um, for me and for a lot of other people that I've talked to, like there's, a lot of similarities between you know different books different like texts like the tibetan book of the dead that like is like a handbook for like how to die consciously and like in the best way and the 5meo experience you know like mm -hmm. timothy leary and ramdas like actually wrote like an interpretation of the tibetan book of the dead as a as a way to like um experience and like sort of have a framework around psychedelics. Um, yeah. I don't think it was specifically 5-MEO, but like to me, it's like there's stuff in that book that was exactly like my 5-MEO experience. And so in my opinion, it's like, it's a beautiful gift to experience that because like if you only get one shot at doing something, you hopefully you're going to do it right. And so mm -hmm. like to be able to have some practice at it, and like yeah. sort of get a get a taste for it and like you said earlier like come back and like be like oh wait like maybe this wasn't worth stressing out about like maybe a, that thing that 
felt so overwhelming. Like when you pull the lens back, you know, far enough, you get that bigger mm-hmm. perspective. It's like, oh, wait, this isn't such a big deal after all. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm really excited for you to, to have that experience. Yeah, thank you. I just had my first preparation session today and had to answer the question of what my relationship was to death. <laughs> I'm like, that's a hard question. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I'll have to connect with you after, after the experience. Awesome. Yeah. And I, and I love, you know, everything that we've, we've been talking about today, like one of the things that you said at the beginning, um, I really, I really appreciate is like that everything, everything happens for a reason. Um, Sometimes we can't see that like when it's happening to us. And like, I personally, like I find that that process and that journey to like find the meaning and why things happened is very personal. Mm. It's not something that is for me to tell you or anybody else like, oh, that happened for a reason because that can be very like triggering and sort of like dismissive of people's experience and their trauma and, you know, just their life. But that being said, I also find that it's like a super beautiful experience when we do find the meaning in something, especially if it was something that was difficult or challenging um, or overwhelming at the time. And, you know, having an integration practice is like a really powerful way to bring and transform those challenges and those things that like, why did that happen? Or like, God, that seems so overwhelming um, to like be able to process it and to be able to like, understand in a deeper way um the meaning for it i've yeah. i've been telling this i've been telling this story a lot recently um but like i found a i found a journal an integration journal that i was keeping from uh like 2018 and it was um from this one of like the most powerful mushroom journeys that i've had like in terms of not only just the actual like trip itself, but like the insights and downloads and like things that it left me with. Mm -hmm. And as I was reading this journal um, a couple of months ago, there were things in it that were so clear, like in looking at it from the 2022, like present of like, oh, wow, like, of course, but they were things that have taken me like in, in one case it's taken me two or three years to like Mm. actually integrate it. It's like something that I've been working on consistently since that journey, like, and not, not always actively, like kind of like subtly and in the background, Mm. like, you know, there were things in that integration about like stopping drinking that took me a few years after that trip to do that. But the one that like really got me was I had that journey like less than a month before um, before I left my marriage of 13 years. And when I was reading the journal, it didn't say like, I need to leave my marriage. But as I was like writing and processing it, it was so clear to me that mm-hmm. that like looking at it, like I was like, whoa, I was so ready to like for that to happen. But 
I, you know, I didn't know that in 2018. It just like was floating around in my subconscious and trying to, to work itself out. So I think that's another reason that like journaling is such a powerful practice is we have like this record that we're yeah. putting down in time of where we were at and, um, you know, what we were going through and, and to be able to have that record and go back and like look at it and mm-hmm. see like continue the, continue that relationship with yourself, right? Because like we're yeah. all different people on a day-to-day basis, sometimes minute to minute. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just, it's just a beautiful thing to, to have, a, have a record of all that stuff. Yeah, wow, thanks for sharing. I love that. I love that. Like it is so true. Uh, I'll go back through older journals and like I'm, I'm big into visioning and um, it's wild but when you go back because you forget totally what, you, what you've written down and you go back through and you're like, oh, I did that. Oh, I did that. Oh, I met that person. <laughs> oh, and it's like, uh, what the heck? Like how, how powerful can that be? Like I, I also like, I love weaving in the, so after I launched my Kickstarter, I actually like because of the cost that it, it, it took to to actually put on a Kickstarter, I ended up needing like an additional ten thousand dollars. <laughs> and I had already promised, you know, all of these people a journal and I was like, Okay, well now I gotta get my manifestation on like wildly. And so I was journaling every night and like putting it out there in the universe and like constantly writing about abundance doing meditations praying like all of it and yeah it's exactly that I look back and like I when I started doing that it took about two weeks and I had a man that has a um, marketplace like it's kind of like a connects therapists it connects you to therapists and they have integration kind of specialists and he just really believed in me he met me he gave me a $15,000 loan like that at the exact moment I needed it and I was just like that you can do that with so many other things in your life I truly do believe it and um, having that record is is so cool to look back on like I even say in the travel journal I think like there's a section for new souls to write down and um uh, yes, you could add them in your phone, but how cool would it be to look at your journal when you're 80 years old and be like, oh my gosh, I remember that person. You know, I remember meeting that person on this trip and then we did that and then it just like lights up all these memories. And I just think that that is um, a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah. So what's what's next for Wakeful Travels? I know we talked a little bit about some future projects that you've got going on. I'm really excited to hear about that. Yeah. Um, so I have been, so after the Kickstarter, I had a lot of messages from different therapists and retreat centers and brands and clinics being like, um, can you create these journals for us? Like, can we white label this? Can we put our logo on it? Um we would love one. And so I was like, I should just do that for people because I can't, I want to share these tools with as many people as possible. And I can't do that by myself. So partnering with people that have aligned divisions and similar goals and want to really help people on their healing path um, is a way that, you know, we can spread this further. And so 
now I've started to work with a retreat center um, in Algonquin Heights, um, just outside of Toronto. And we are, yeah, creating a white label journal first and then for their opening. And they will be working with Health Canada um, for um, therapy with cannabis and psilocybin. And so we are going to um, incorporate a lot of like cannabis art and um, psilocybin and different quotes from them and different artwork that they want and their protocols. And so first we'll do the white label journal and then we'll do a custom one after that. So really um, tuning into that, working with um, clients in a different way and offering those services. So really I can help them from the time they're like, okay, we love a journal to bringing in designers and artists to working with their team on, you know, making sure that the structure of the journal is created to then communicating with the manufacturers um, and then, you know, getting the journal shipped to them. I even have like my own fulfillment company so people can use that one if they don't want to ship the journals out themselves. So really like customized and end to end um, for journal creation so that, you know, they can do what they know and I can help them with bringing these, these tools to their clients. That's awesome. Such a great um, idea and such a great mission. I'm, I'm really excited to see where that goes. Um, I was looking at the Wakeful Travel website before our podcast and I saw um, Saad from Silo Health was, was on there in that section. Yeah. So are you also doing an integration journal for Silo Health? We've, we've chatted about it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so, talking about it. So yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's very cool. And Silo Health's a great company. So I hope to hear more about that soon. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, this has been a great uh, conversation. Thank you so much for your time and for um, sharing your, your vision and your, um, your passion and your experience with us. Um, if people want to learn more and get the journals, uh, where should they go? Yeah, so um, wakefultravel.com is my website. You can follow us on Instagram. It's just at wakefultravel. Um, uh, we're also, you can pre-order a journal on there. So like I said, they're not going to be available here until end of July or early August. Um, that is, yeah, uh, you can join the community. Uh, there's a tab on the website called, I think just like community or join the community. And there's a, a free mini downloadable version of the wakeful integration. So you can kind of see, get a feel for what the, the hardcover will be like and download it through there. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, if you are doing psychedelic work, I would definitely recommend getting um, one or both of those journals. Um, yeah, it's something that's a very powerful practice like we've been talking about and um, definitely worth putting that time and, and effort in. So Jenny, thank you so much for being on The Vital Point. Really appreciate your time. And um, yeah, if you want to send me um, one of the, like that medicine playlist, we can put that yeah. on the, the show page as well. Okay, awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I love yeah. this conversation. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Awesome, you too, Jenny. Thanks. Bye. Take care, everybody. Thanks for tuning <laughs> in. And uh, 
yeah, thanks for tuning in live if you are on Instagram. Um, if you're listening to the podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, um, would appreciate it if you can leave a review, subscribe, um, share it with your friends. Definitely just helps to get the word out on these transformational practices and wonderful practitioners like Jenny and Wakeful Travel. Um, so hope you guys can subscribe and follow the podcast and um, hope to see you again in the future. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for checking out another episode of the podcast. I hope that you enjoyed it and that you feel inspired to go and do some practice of your own. Remember that integration and practice is the vital point. Maybe this episode inspired you to add something new to your daily or regular practice, like meditation or breath work. Or you're ready to take that ice bath that you've been dreading, but you know is going to be really good for you. Maybe you're curious to something that you've been called to try, you know, like working with a new teacher or facilitator or working with a psychedelic or plant medicine in whatever way is safe and legal for you where you live. Please reach out to me or to the guest through the links on the show page to learn more about what we talked about on this episode. Subscribe to the podcast and please leave us a review, which really helps the show makes it visible to more people. And if you're finding the show valuable, please share it with a friend that would also be interested and uh, share it on your social media. Follow me at Blue Magic Alchemy on Instagram. That's all one word. And if you're interested in learning more about breathwork or you'd like support with self-development and transformational practice, reach out to me at bluemagicalchemy at gmail.com or Instagram to set up a discovery call for individual coaching sessions and my six-month transformational coaching container. Until next time, be well, keep practicing, because that's the vital point. Be well, my friends.